Amen, amen. If y'all get this choir another hand. Amen, amen. Amen. And, and, and I, I got to say this, my sister Javita, this is her birthday weekend, and she was supposed to be out of town. And so she came to rehearse on Thursday, and she said, my child won't be there Saturday, so you got to take it. Boy, I don't tell you, I was glad when she texted me this morning. <laughs> Javita, thank you so much for the sacrifice and for helping me out with this choir. And we have awesome musicians in this association. We got great people in this association. Playing. Awesome musicians, awesome musicians. I will not tarry before you long, for I, there is a word from the Lord, and I do count this as an honor. Give honor to my pastor, Pastor Horsley. Thank you so kindly and to all the other pastors and ministers in the house and to all God's people. If you have your Bibles, if you turn with me to Second Chronicles, a very familiar scripture, chapter 7, right. verse 14. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Y'all would excuse me. I, I need to get out this jacket. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. And if it's your custom to stand and read in God's word, by all means, please do so. And it says, if my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. This is just one verse. Let me read that again. It says, if. If, keyword being if, my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins. If you turn to your neighbor and tell them if. 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 Yeah, yeah, tell yourself if. 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 And then with subtopic, conviction, condition, and covenant. You may have a seat in the presence of the Lord. If. If is a little word with a little word with big implications. I would even dare say letter for letter, if carries more weight than any other conjunction in the human language. It carries so much weight that my mother would often use it to get my attention when she would say, Boy, if you don't, and I immediately knew that whatever followed, I had better get to doing it and doing it quickly. If a two-letter word that can literally leave your life hanging in the balance. If a two-letter word that could be the determining factor between prosperity and poverty. If a small word that can make the difference between success and failure. If a little word that can be the hinge between victory and defeat. If can be a stumbling block or if can move you forward. If, a two-letter word that can be a turning point between blessings and curses. If, a simple word that can mean the difference between life and death. The woman with the issue of blood could attest to that because she declared, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. 
if influences most of our life choices. We even say things like, if I knew then what I know now. If has such a strong influence on our life decisions that we, if we're not careful, we begin to put more trust in if than we do in God. Because we'll say things like, if I had more money, I would start the business. If I had the right degree, I would do this and that. If I knew the right people, I would go back to school. If determines our actions, attitude, and how we see our self-attributes. I would be further along in life if I had a daddy. I wouldn't act the way I do if people didn't treat me the way they do. I would trust more if, if folks didn't hurt me so bad. If can be positive or if can be negative. The outcome of our, your situation is predicated on how you respond to your if. You, you coming out of your mess is contingent on how you respond to your if. If is a call to action. If means my future is not erased because of my past. God himself is influenced by how we respond to if. Yes, God is gracious. Yes, God is merciful. Yes, God is forgiving. Yes, God is loving. Yes, God is good all the time. But do understand God is also an if-then God. Mm -hmm. The very fact that you're looking at me and I'm able to look at you, the fact that I'm still in my right mind, the fact that cancer couldn't take me out, the fact that I still have blood running warm in my vein, uh, the fact that I can lift up holy hands, the fact that enemy can't touch me is all hinged on if. Because I heard somebody say that if it had not been for the Lord on my side, if he had not kept me, if he had not blessed me, if he had not healed me, if he had not been my strong tower, if he had not protected me. So this morning. I came to tell you simply to give you some good news and that is even when you mess up there's always time for if even when you don't get meet all God's expectations there's always time for if even if you don't cross every T or dot every I there's always time for if I have a chance as long as I got time for if I have hope if I, I all is not lost if I can get my, my blessings back if and if and if I can do all those things if I can meet those if I can my heart can be convicted and I can meet those, all those conditions, and then I'm entitled to the covenant. In other words, if my people, if we humble ourselves, if we pray, if we seek his face, if we turn from our wicked ways, then we will hear from heaven. We must first take a look at the context in which God made this statement. This statement was in response to Solomon's prayer in chapter 6, asking God to make provisions for the people when they sin. Solomon, the son of David, after seven years completed the temple where God himself said he would dwell. Yes, Solomon's accomplishments were impressive. Yes, the structure was massive. Yes, God had even filled the temple with his Holy Spirit. But God desired more from Solomon and his people than a mere construction of a building. And just like Solomon, God wants more from us. He wants more time. He wants more commitment. He wants more praise. He wants more from us. Do understand it was God that allowed you to get that position. It was God that blessed you with that degree. It was God that blessed you with that house. But do know that God wants more from you than your accomplishments. He wants more from you than your stuff. He wants more from you than what you can get. He, he wants more than, than stuff that the world can give you. God, the, God is, is asking for some people that would declare, for God I live and for God I'll die. 
He looking for some people that will declare that though he slay me, yet will I trust him. He wants some folks that will stand and say, if you don't do anything else, he's already done enough. And if you don't do anything else, I will still bless him. I will still follow him. I will still trust him. Yes, you got the material stuff, but how much a relationship do you have with God? See, the, 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 the stuff is good, but the stuff can't save you. The stuff is good, but the stuff can't deliver you. The stuff is good, but the stuff can't bring you out. The stuff is good but the stuff can't give you a breakthrough all that is good but how deep is my relationship with God he wants more from me he wants more praise he wants more commitment he wants more of my life given to him uh, yeah 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 I, I don't desire more stuff I desire a closer walk I don't need another suit. I just need a closer walk with Christ. I don't need a bigger house. I need a closer walk. I don't need more money. I need a closer walk. Christ, don't get me, don't get me wrong. We thank God for the stuff. We thank God for the accomplishments, but God wants more from us than accomplishments because accomplishments won't save you. Stuff won't deliver you. As we look at the text and the context of this verse, we must also note that there are some theologians that say that this particular passage of scripture was not written for us today. And thus it does not apply to us. And true God was speaking specifically to the children of Israel because they had a history of going against what God told them to do. Getting caught up in a mess and, going, and God would deliver them. A history of being disobedient, becoming captive by other nations and God would bring them out. A history of uh, providing for them, and still they didn't follow God's commandments. The children of Israel had a history of getting themselves in terrible predicaments, and God would come to their rescue. Truth of the matter is, they're not the only one with a history. I, I know I'm not the only one that God had to pull out of some mess every now and then. We all got a history. I know I'm not the only one that did cross every T or dot every I. We all got a history. I know I'm not the only one that messed up every now and then. Truth be told, I'm not the only one that messed up. I, 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 I know you saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, but you got a history. Like, just like I got a history. We all got a history. And I, I have a history of doing the very thing God told me not to do. I get myself in a bind and here come God to my rescue. As a matter of fact, the only reason I made it to, through my history to my present is because of God's grace and his mercy. Uh-huh. It's because of his mercy uh -huh, that, that I'm where I am right now. It's because of his mercy that I didn't die in my mess. It's because of his mercy I didn't get locked up and put in jail. It's because of his mercy I'm not put in a grave. Because of his mercy I didn't have to go to the hospital. Because of his grace and mercy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the truth is I can identify with Paul when he declares, oh, what a wretched man am I. Uh, who will rescue me from this body subject to death? The truth is amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saith a wretch like me. The truth is because of his grace, I didn't die in my mess. The truth is because of his grace, uh -huh, I'm, I'm still in my right mind. The truth is because of his grace, I'm still standing. The truth is without God, I would be nothing. The truth is I could do anything through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. The truth is, uh -huh. I can, I can uh, identify with a songwriter that says, I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply staying within, sinking to rise no more, but the master. <laughs> I thank God because the master saw me. I thank God because the master saved me. I thank God because the master picked me up and turned me around. The truth is, I should have been dead and gone, but the master. The truth is, I'm included in it, my people. Because I'm a child of the king. 
I'm included in my people because I'm the heir to the throne. The truth is, if you call yourself included in my people, then there should come a point when uh, we become not just hearers of the word, but we become convicted and become doers of the word. There should come a time when we're playing church ain't good enough. There should come a time when we're doing more than just warming the pews. There should come a time when we're doing more than just carrying our Bibles. You got to live the word. Mm. You can't be included in my people and still do what you want to do. Because my people ought to have a change of heart. My people should uh, be quick to forgive. My people should be slow to anger. My people ought to resist the devil. My people ought to follow after me. You can't be, you can't call yourself my people and still do what you want to do. Now, as we continue to look at this verse, we have to understand that your breakthrough, your deliverance, your comeback is not guaranteed. It's conditional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not guaranteed. It's conditional. We can't forget that we serve an if-then God. Too many of us put everything on God and make God responsible for everything that happens in our lives. Uh, we, what we find in the Bible is that it's not all completely up to God and that you have a part to play in your relationship and how you continue to get blessings from God. God gives us four specific conditions on, on him answering Solomon's prayer. The first condition is humble yourself. Humility acknowledges uh, uh, one's need for God and dependence on him. You would think as people of God that this one would be easy, but I, I, I find that the higher we go in Christ, the more arrogant we become. Apostle this and the bishop that and yeah, yeah, yeah. The higher we go in Christ, the more arrogant we become. The Bible even declares that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. In this book, Solomon and the people have built the new temple. God had already visited and filled it with his glory. So God puts the responsibility on the people. Now that I have allowed you to build this grand house, uh, now that I allow you to do, have such a great accomplishment, don't get prideful and arrogant and forget that you still need me. You, you, you have to be careful because what God does is he blesses us so good. God blesses us so wonderfully that you will begin to fail to understand who the blesser is and begin to focus on the blessing instead of the blesser. But you can't forget uh -huh. it, uh, you can't forget is, is that every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. God is the only one that I know that blesses us with gifts so wonderful that if you're not careful what he blesses you with and blesses, and blesses you, you become, uh, uh, you, you slip up and forget to put the focus on the blessing and not him. Humility is almost like a two-edged sword. It's like a two-sided coin. On, on one hand, I think if I think too little of myself, that's a problem. But if I think too much of myself, that's a problem. Let me help you with that. To get to the right place, you have to think of yourself in the parameters of who you are and who God made you to be. And when God has made you and placed you uh, 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 where you are, you don't have to help him by being braggadocious. Uh, you, you understand that you are not the source of who you are. You're not the source of what you have. You're not the source of your position. See, you understand that you're not the source of the money you have in the bank. He is. You're not the source of the car that you drive. 
He is. He's not the, you're not the source of the job that you have. He is. You're not the source of the position that you have. He is. And since I know that I'm not the source, I recognize that God is the source. And since he is the source, I know I need him. God is saying, I allow you to build the temple, but you still need me. I, I, I'm the one that got you that high position, but you still need me. I don't care what position you got, you still need God. I don't care what your last name is, you still need God. I don't care how much money you got in the bank, I still need God. I don't care what they call me, I still need God. I don't care how big my house is, I still need God. I don't care how high I got up, I still need God. I need God to help me from day to day. I need God to walk me throughout my storms. I need God to pick me up and turn me around. I need God to bless me where I can't even bless myself. I still need him. Uh, I still need God. It doesn't matter how much money I got, I still need God. Uh -huh. I need him when I'm going through a storm. I need him on my good days. I still need God on my bad days. I don't know about you, but I agree with the songwriter when he declares, I need thee, oh Lord, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. In my home, I need thee. On my job, I need thee. In my life, I need thee. I need you to hold my hand. I need you to guide my feet. I need you to direct my path. I need you to make a way out of no way. I need you to provide for me. I need you to heal my body. I still... Mm. The Bible declares in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And when I'm up, yeah, 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 I need him. Mm. God is saying, I can't lift you up from an exalted place. I can only lift you from a humble place. And if I'm going to bless you, if, if I'm going to deliver you, I, you got to fall down on your knees. Uh, you got to fall down on your face. Truth of the matter is you can truly worship, you can truly worship God without being humble. Worship is done on your face. Take a quick look in the Bible and you'll see where people fell down and worship him. It's always somebody falling down and worship him. God is simply saying, uh, you, that's simply you saying, I need you, God, when I fall down. And if you fall down, he'll pick you up. If my people will humble themselves, if we will humble ourselves, we will find that humility will naturally lead its way to prayer. The second condition is that God called his people to is prayer. There's a necessity for prayer. Prayer acknowledges that the answer is beyond my human ability. When you pray, it acknowledges that there is something outside of you that have the answer. The hymnologist even declared, I found the answer when I learned how to pray. For you to pray is to admit to yourself that you can't fix everything. The moment you bow your heads to acknowledge and recognize that there are some things beyond your grasp, that there are some things beyond your control, isn't it good to know that when your life gets turned upside down, you don't have to fix everything? Isn't it good to know that when the storms of life are raging, you don't have to fix it? Isn't it good to know that no matter what you're going through, what's going wrong in your life, that you don't have to fix it? I don't need to have the answer because I know somebody who does have the answer. Prayer causes you to be humble. Prayer says, God, if you can't do it, it can't be done. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't know about you, but I have some stuff going on in my life that only God himself can fix. And if you're like me, I, I even find myself thinking about things, worrying about things, becoming perplexed about things, losing sleep about 
about things that I can, I can either control or I cannot fix. A prayer is, is to acknowledge and recognize that you know who God is and what he can do. And because I know who he is, I'm going to get over this thing. Because I know who he is, I'm going to come out of this thing. Because I know who he is, I'm going to come out of this trial. Because I know who he is, can't no devil in hell stop me. Because I know who he is, I know he won't, I won't be like this always. Because I know who he is, I know he'll pick me up and turn me around. I will not be able to change it, but I know someone who can. I will not be able to fix it, but I know a man. I am not able to solve my problems, but I know who can. And his name is Jesus. I know him to be my heart fixer and my mind regulator. I know him to be my bridge over troubled waters. I know him to be my peacemaker. I, I, I just need to have a little talk with Jesus. My grandmother say, have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your troubles. Here, hear your faintest cry and answer by and by. The hymns declare, I must tell Jesus all my trials. I cannot bear these burdens alone. And when I talk to Jesus, the supernatural invade the natural. When I talk to Jesus, deliverance take place. When I talk to Jesus, healing takes place. When I talk to Jesus, chains are broken. When I talk to Jesus, miracles take place. Uh, we even pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God has already done it in heaven. Baby, I just need for it to manifest itself on earth. And it can manifest itself on earth when I talk to Jesus. Because when I go in my prayer closet, I get an answer. When I go in my prayer closet, I get deliverance. When I go in my prayer closet, I get assurance. When I go in my prayer closet, I get what God says he wants me to have. If I want to see your will in my house, I got to pray. If I want to see your will in my family, I got to pray. If I want to see your will in my life, I got to pray. If I want to see your will in my church, I got to pray. If I want to see your will, I got to pray. I got to pray. And the good part is that not only is he a prayer hearing, but he's a prayer answering God. Mm, I love that. Not only he's a prayer hearing, but he's a prayer answering God. So when I talk to him, I know he's going to come and see about me. When I talk to him, he tells me, Monte, everything's going to be all right. When I talk to him, he said, you ain't got to worry. I got you. When I talk to him, he said, I got you covered by my blood. When I talk. Mm. When I talk to God, he'll make a way out of no way. When I talk to God, he'll come to my rescue. When I talk to God, he'll lift my burdens. When I talk to God, the devil's got to flee. Uh, when I pray, I recognize that he is my Jehovah Jireh. When I pray, I recognize he's my Jehovah Sikhanu. When I pray, I recognize he's my Jehovah Shalom. When I pray, I recognize he can do anything but fail. Baby, I got to pray. When I pray, can't no devil stop me. When I pray, the enemy is my, under my foot. When I pray, I will come out on top. You got to. Prayer instinctively calls you to seek his face. And when you seek his face, I'm forced to understand that we should get close to him. We are quick to seek the Lord's hand. Lord, I need you to bless me. Lord, I need this. Lord, bless my finances. Lord, do this for me and do that for me. We're quick to seek the Lord's hand. But what the condition is, he says, seek my face. Seek my face speaks to an intimate relationship with God. If he had left it at seek me, we might think that there is still as this a distance between us and him. 
when we seek his face, that means we are following after him. We, when, we see, when I seek his face, I, he leads and guides me for his name's sake. When I seek his face, I'm seeking to be in his presence. To be, to, 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 to be before his face is to be in his presence. I don't know about you, but every now and then, I need to be in the presence of the Lord. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. In his presence, there's peace forevermore. In his presence, I have hope. We spend a lot of time seeking the things that don't matter. But what we really need to be seeking is the face of God. We need to seek the one who revealed himself to Moses and Abraham because he's the same God. Seek the face, seek the God that parted the Red Sea because he's the same God. Uh, seek the one that can do anything but fail because he's the same God. Seek the God that provided manna from heaven because he's the same God. If he can provide for them, surely he can provide for you. Yeah. Seek the God that brought them out because he brought, he brought them out, he can bring you out. Uh-huh. If you seek his face, you will see his love. If you seek his face, you will see his grace. If you seek his face, you will see his mercy. If you seek his face, you will see his long suffering. If you seek his face, you will see his joy. Uh, the Bible declares, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. What things? Blessings added. Favor added. Victory added. Deliverance added. Breakthrough added. But you got to seek his face first. The final condition in the test is for people to turn from their wicked ways. You can't be in the presence of God and the devil at the same time. True repentance is more than just talk. You got to walk the walk. Truth be told, we pray yes. We know what we're doing is wrong, yes. And for the most part, most people don't like doing wrong to be honest. But many times in our effort to not do wrong, we have not totally surrendered our will to the will of God. We like how it makes us feel, so we won't totally let it go. We like how it looks, so we don't want to let it go. To be real truthful, many people say they won't change, but few people actually take the steps towards change. What we do, we ask God for deliverance, but try to hold on to the very stuff that God is trying to deliver us from. Mm. All of us have at least two things we need to turn from, and, 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 and it may be even some people that we need to turn, oh my God, that we need to turn from. Sometimes it's not just turn from evil ways, but sometimes you got to turn from evil folks. Because <clears throat> if you're not going to affect them, they will affect you. Let me say that again. If, they, if you're not going to affect them, they will affect you. I don't know about you, but my deliverance ain't worth me trying to hold on to some mess. Uh-huh. My blessing ain't worth me trying to hold on to folks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. My victory ain't worth me trying to hold on to be your friend. Baby, I, I, I got somewhere to go. I'm trying to get my blessing, and my blessing is not contingent on you. My blessing is contingent to me holding on to God's unchanging hand. And if it, if it ain't going to liberate me, I need to let it go. If it ain't going to give me victory, I need to let it go. If it ain't going to bless me, I need to let it go. The hymn declares, I surrender all. I surrender my will. I surrender my way. I surrender my life. I surrender my mind. I surrender my body. I 
Not that it's like your neighbor high five and tell them, baby, you got to surrender everything. Uh -huh. Turn from your sin and turn to God. Turn from that man and turn to God. Turn from that drink and turn to God. Turn from that smoke and turn to God. I know it feels good, but baby, you got to turn. I know it looks good, but I've got to turn. I've got to turn so I can walk in my destiny. I've got to turn so I can walk in my purpose. i got to turn so I can make heaven my home. i got to turn so I can see the salvation of the Lord. i got to turn so I can get the blessing that God said belonged to me. Baby, slap your neighbor high five for a second time and tell him, you've got to turn. If you keep reading, you will see in this same verse that if the word convicts your heart, and if you follow the conditions, if I humble myself, if I pray, if I seek his face, if I turn from his wicked ways, in other words, if I meet his conditions, then I'm entitled to his covenant. Mm -hmm. It says that he will forgive our sins and forgive and heal our land. Conviction, condition will lead to healing. Meeting the conditions will lead to the covenant. The text said, if I meet the conditions, I can claim the promises of God. A covenant ain't nothing but a promise. You do know a covenant is a promise. What God is saying is that if you will, then I will. That means I'm entitled to the promises. Uh, that you shall supply all my needs according to your riches and glory. I'm entitled to the promise that by your stripes I am healed. I'm entitled to the promise that all things work together for the good of them that are called for, to, for his name. I'm entitled to the promise that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm entitled to the promise that if I don't get weary and well-doing, I will reap if I faint not. I'm entitled to the promise that if I believe on Christ, I will have everlasting life. I'm entitled to the promise that if I live right, if I pray right, if I walk right, if I treat my neighbor right, if I talk right, yeah, 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 I'm entitled to the promise. If I believe he came through 40 and two generations, I'm entitled to the promise. I'm entitled to the promise if I believe that he healed the sick and raised the dead. I'm entitled to the promise if I believe that he, that he uh, uh, fed the 5,000. I'm entitled to the promise that I, if I believe they came to Golgotha's hill. I'm entitled to the promise if I believe they nailed him to an old rugged cross. I'm entitled to the promise if I believe that they pierced him in the side of outclaim blood and water. I'm entitled to the promise that if I believe that he hung his head and died. I'm entitled to the promise that if I believe that he, uh, uh, they put him in a borrowed tomb. I'm entitled to the promise that if I believe that he stayed there on Friday night. If I believe he stayed there on Saturday night. If I believe that early on Sunday morning, God with all power. And because God with all power, he says, if I believe, then I'm entitled to the every blessing. Then I will walk in favor. Then I will walk in victory. Then I will get my breakthrough. Then I will get my deliverance. Then I will walk in peace. Then I will walk in deliverance. Then I will walk in victory. Then I will walk in favor. Then I will walk in righteousness. Then I will walk in holiness. Then I will walk in anointing. Then I will walk in victory. Then I will walk in blessings. Then I will walk in praise. If I believe. If I believe. If I believe. then we serve an if then God if we humble ourselves if we pray if we seek his face if we turn from our wicked ways those are all conditions on his covenant then then 
we're here from heaven. And when I hear from heaven, I'm blessed. When I hear from heaven, I'm healed. When I hear from heaven, I'm delivered. When, I'm here, when I hear from heaven, I get my breakthroughs. Then I hear from heaven. Come on now, my brother preached from the depth of his soul. Let's give God some glory. Come on now. 